we could start over. Hey, Julia. Hey, Alicia. What's your favorite color? No, that's a tie between pink and yellow. <laughs> pink is purple and pink, don't you know? <laughs> Julia and I'm Alicia and we're your hosts for this episode of Swim Strong Women in Motion. And this is our third interview of season 2. Wow. Eee. Today, we're interviewing Christina Barna. Born in Milan, Italy, she developed an early passion for fine arts, graphic design and animation. After graduating and earning a Bachelor of Arts in Digital Filmmaking through SAE, Institute Milan, and the Middlesex University in London, she started working as a freelance motion graphics designer, illustrator, and animator for multiple studios with the goal of matching her technical abilities to her restless creative mind. While gaining more experience, she discovered that her true passion was found in concepting, designing, and directing for motion. In 2013 and 14, she was part of Ubisoft Milan's team on the production of the video game Just Dance 2015. And by the end of the same year, she moved to Minneapolis, Minnesota to pursue her career as an art director at Gasket Studios. As of 2016, she lives and works as an art director in New York City at Gentleman Scholar. So let's say hello to Christina Barna. Hey, Hey, Christina. Christina! Hi, how's it going? Hello. Good, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for being with us. I'm excited. Yeah, we're excited to have you. We got a lot of great things to talk about. Yay. (laughs) Yay. So why don't we dive in at the beginning? How did you get into motion graphics? Were you super young? That's already a pretty complicated story. But uh, actually, at first, I wasn't necessarily into motion graphics. So I've always been into art. I went to art school. And even when I was little, I was always into that. I was into movies, most of all. Um, at first, my path was more choosing between architecture or choosing between filmmaking. And I ended up going to a filmmaking school in Italy. And that's basically where I started getting into the whole, you know, video realm of things. Um, and I actually studied for digital filmmaking and got my degree and everything in Italy. And then I remember there was this one or two hour class of post-production that included also motion graphics and everything in school. And I remember that's what I ended up liking the most. And I was like, you know what, maybe this is what I should try. And I was lucky enough to get my first few jobs. And I even remember, like, I technically, I I still (laughs) knew basically nothing. Um, But that is what really got me on the path. And I really liked it. And that's pretty much how it started. I got first and more into the technical part of it because I felt like that was really important to at least start out as a freelancer and start to get to know people and everything. And then with uh, time passing, I was able to kind of incorporate the whole design and art part that I had from the past and just find my little spot in the, you know, in the business and what I liked. So that's basically how it all started. What was what was the name of that school that you went to in Italy? It was called SAE Institute. And it was actually pretty new uh, when I started. It had been there for just a few years. And it's actually um, international school. And the whole reason why I went to that was because I always had the intention to leave Italy, basically. 
and to have a degree or something that was recognized internationally and give me a chance outside of the country. So that was probably one of the best choices that I made. Unfortunately, I mean, I, I would have loved to stay and uh, enjoying, you know, just staying home. But it's pretty tough over there right now. So. <sighs> and now it's getting tough everywhere. Yeah. But, you know, we got to count yeah. our blessings where we got them, right? Yeah, exactly. What was it like kind of making that leap then? it's I mean, we've talked yeah, to several so people. we met you in Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. was it, was it the, <laughs> the Midwest. How did you end up? In Minnesota. Weird thing. So that's also a pretty long story that goes back <laughs> to my parents meeting in the 80s, but I'm not going to start so far back. Uh, basically, my mom uh, is American and had some family in Minnesota. So I got the, cit the dual citizenship that makes stuff a little bit easier. And I did at first wanted to do the big jump and either go to, you know, California or New York. But I didn't feel like both ability wise and also culture wise, I was ready for such a big jump immediately. Um, so even also under my parents' advice, which was the best, I decided to start off in Minnesota. And then I ended up liking it more than I thought. And I just stuck around for a couple of years. So yeah, that's, that's how I ended up in the Midwest, which I still love, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> These winters suck though. I tell yeah. you, I've lived here my whole life and I still hate them. There's still <laughs> winter in New York too. It's, wow. it's pretty bad. Oh yeah, just like, we just had a, Pretty big snowstorm just yesterday. Everything was closed. Nothing closes in Minnesota, though. Snow. No so way. <laughs> the only time we close is if it's like like forty below or thirty below. Oh I remember. See that? That I don't necessarily miss as much. No, <laughs> I wouldn't miss it. How would you compare the industry or working at like studio cultures? From the Midwest to, say, New York, because you're in New York and we should probably talk yeah. about that, too. <laughs> so I uh, based on my personal experience, because I haven't had the chance to, you know, work in plenty of studios or anything. But based on my experience, I see way more uh, freelance interaction here in New York more than in Minneapolis, more in the I cannot speak for the Midwest in general, but from my experience, Minneapolis. Um, one of the things I noticed is that in Minneapolis, you have way more, you know, staff, smaller studio positions, and you almost feel more the community itself, like all these meetups and all that part. It's very, very nice. Um, well, here in the city, being a lot of a lot of big studios, you know, and a lot of them also have a bunch of branches around the world. It's a little bit more competition rather than community. Um, and I do feel like most of studios rely a lot on freelancers, um, like staff positions. A lot of times are just the heads, a little bit of the creative. And then depending on the project, they just bring in a lot of freelancers. So that's definitely something that I can see the difference. And it's there's a lot more of. Uh, exchanging between studios. It's like if someone is a freelancer here, they have probably worked for every studio in town. Um, so that's that's something that's pretty different that I've noticed. What about um, working? Do you do a lot of working remotely or do you go into these studios? So from what I've seen uh, freelance wise, uh, remote 
uh, doesn't happen as much as a lot of people coming to work in the studio a lot of times out of convenience I guess and efficiency and a lot of times also because um, in the bigger studios the projects that are pretty big have a lot of uh, restrictions like NDAs and all of that so you cannot uh, really get all this material just and bring it home because a lot of it is protected so there's there's a few projects that I cannot right now yeah yeah <laughs> for example um so there is some studios that do remote work especially when it's a little bit more in advertising uh but for most of it i feel like it's easier to just bring someone in so what have you been up to lately you're at gentleman scholar yeah, i'm a gentleman scholar i've actually it, it's pretty funny because i've been a super fan of their work even even from back when i was in italy and to think about the fact that the company is actually not that old like it's i think it started just a few years ago um it, I couldn't believe it, to be honest, at first. Um, so what happened is Gentleman Scholar was originally from L.A., but a year ago, like last year in January, they just opened a new branch here in New York. And I was lucky enough to basically jump on the boat from the start when I moved here. So um, it, it's up to now, it's been a great experience. Like, I love the people there. They're doing awesome work and I, I really like it and it's expanding as we talk like it's keep it's keeping on growing and it's very nice to be in the middle of that it's very nice to be in the middle of something that's alive and growing as you're there so that's definitely something that I've been enjoying a lot and the projects are cool so. <laughs> yeah what's so that's pretty nice what's been your favorite project then so far yeah that you're allowed to talk about yeah again. Well, there, I have only been there for, you know, since last year. So there's not that many projects that are out yet that I've worked on. Any what other about, ones that you've that done? that one, the flower one? The yeah, that one, yep. yeah. yeah. Oh, in general, that might be my favorite project. That was a personal project that uh, me, Josh Close, and uh, Roman Thor and Alec, Constantine Mueller. Uh, we're just from different studios and we were still back in the Midwest and we all had our different specialties and we we're friends. So we're like, why don't we try and do something together? Like it would be, it would be nice to get a chance to not have deadlines or clients pushing you in a certain direction if you don't like it. Um, let's just sit down and come up with something that we like. Uh, and we did. It was a lot of long nights for a long time and it dragged way longer than it should. Uh, but that's definitely my favorite project up to now because it was the first time where I had the chance to really do something that I wanted in the position that I wanted to fulfill and grow in. So that was, that was great to more. It's probably because it was more of a collaboration yeah. rather than necessarily a job or anything. So it, yes, I was our director or whatever, but it didn't necessarily mean anything specific. It simply meant that I helped, you know, uh, carrying the project in a certain visual direction. But aside from that, everyone worked on everything and it was very, it, it was a very nice experience. So mm. we have another one that we are thinking about doing maybe Ooh, this year. That's nice. exciting. Can you tell so, us a little bit more about that project? Maybe for like people who haven't seen it or... Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm like talking to you as if you're like yeah. my yeah, neighbor. We, um, <laughs> yeah. Well, we have seen it, so, but for yeah. people who haven't, 
We got to give so, them a reason to go and watch it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So it's uh, this all CG, uh, very short 30, 40 second visual uh, that we decided to do. Uh, it started because we wanted to do a tribute to one of our friends. Um, and we decided that we wanted to put our effort into it, like our personal time, because it was a passion project. Uh, visually, it's this super simple scene uh, with a drop of water falling on a slab of concrete and then a flower just breaks through. And uh, by the end, a bunch of them do as it rains. Um, the story behind it, it's simply because we wanted to represent this um, let's just say this ability and this possibility of something beautiful being born from a bad situation. Uh, and that is what we wanted to do. We didn't want to do something too explicit as like a short movie or a story or something like that. We just wanted to give people an impression or a feeling. Um, so yeah, that's, that's bloom, uh, yeah. basically. Well, you definitely oh. succeeded. It was very beautiful. Congrats on your, thank you. And yeah. Congratulations. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you very much. We, we, we were so sorry to not be able to be there. Cause what happened is we finished the project and like a couple of months later we moved to New York. So we weren't really there to share it that much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're planning on maybe coming up with another one. So nice. we'll see. <laughs> Do you guys have any ideas or concepts that you, or any sneaky thoughts that you'd like to share? I don't know. Up, up to now, it's actually extremely vague. Uh, as in, we know that we do want to make maybe a short yeah. movie by now. And we know we want to work with more or less the same people. Like before we even come up, come up with an idea, we like to come up with a team because I feel like that's how you can really bring something awesome to the table if you just bring everyone together. Um, so there's actually not that much to it by now. I have to admit it, but uh, that's how everything I mean, starts. I mean, yeah. when we started swim, exactly. it was just a thought, it was just, and just an idea, it was an idea, and then yeah, then exactly. Yeah. We're exactly in that phase where it's like we know something is going to happen. We know more or less who's going to be on it. We have no idea <laughs> what's actually going to be, but. Yeah. Do you have a, like, what about your process? What kind of, how would you describe your work as? Yeah. How would you describe your style and your process? Ooh. Okay. So my style, my style is actually, it's, it's, it's hard to describe. It's like, I have a style that I would like to do always. And I'm the style that I always do for my personal stuff, which to me is like super minimal, sleek, modern like scandinavian design like is as minimal as possible i like reflect reflecty dark stuff and neon lights so all of that stuff basically um but obviously as a designer in general i love to mess around with anything that gets my hands on can it, it can be cute it can be creepy anything that actually gets your mind moving it's it's always entertaining, obviously. Uh, when it comes to actually producing and making that stuff, uh, I, I'm one of those people that is going to spend probably 90%. No, let's not say 90. Let's say 40% of the time. <laughs> just that's, that's a big difference. That is a big difference, so but that's okay. 40% of the time, like uh, grabbing references and making up in my mind what I want to do. Then the other 20 actually doing it. And then the other 40 just 
correcting up to exhaustion is like that's that's basically how I do it it's like I work with bursts of the energy basically right so it's like (laughs) yes exactly and sometimes it's great sometimes when it's not the day it's not the best but I'm just being honest um most of the time though it's a lot of collecting references seeing other people's works like I think that's always the most helpful stuff because there's always people out there who can do my job way better than I can so I might as well you know embrace it and learn it instead of you know, just shutting it off. So um, definitely references. A lot of times I use a bunch of uh, photographic reference to just set up compositions and stuff like that. Um, Then I would spend hours not even raising my eyes from the screen and just doing it. And then most of the rest of the time is just like, oh, maybe that could be a couple pixels higher. And then nope, go back. So that's how I would describe technically mostly what I do. So I love your cinema. Is it cinema 40 that you do a lot of stuff in or Uh, I don't I wouldn't necessarily say that I do a lot of stuff in. But uh, yeah, it's mainly cinema 4D. I don't really do Maya. And most of the stuff, it's just to make designs. I not that much into animation anymore, Uh, but I do love coming up with style frames and cinema 4D has revealed itself to be a great tool for that I've started messing around with it too and I'm just like a whole new world it's just I know it's really intuitive and Maya's always been like this uh, thing that just it's a beast I feel like Maya is you know a little bit more universal and compatible when it actually comes to making the product but if you're just trying to explain to someone what you want it to look like you know why not take the shortcut yeah yeah it is kind of a shortcut but for people like me, I feel like oh, it's it's really intuitive. Maya is always. I totally get what you're saying. Um, actually, I I jumped on Cinema 4D just because of like design part of it. Uh, I when when I was planning on moving to New York, I was like, I need to up my skills. Like I cannot just move into the bigger industry and not have something else to bring to the table. So I remember for about a couple of months. Every night I would do a daily so that I could learn more and more other software so that I can learn Cinema 4D and be able to provide something that's also 3D because that's extremely important. So uh, it's all about trying stuff out. Like at the end of the day, it's just about sitting down and being like, you know what? This is scary. This is terrifying when you open the interface and you're like, I don't even know what to do. But once you like figure out so the, many buttons, I learned like, what is it? Shift C is your best friend because <laughs> then it's like <laughs> you might not be able to find it, your stuff in the menus. But if you press shift C, you can type in whatever you want. And if you know the word. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Oh, the, the technical part has always been a little bit of a concern, uh, not because I haven't been able to do it or anything. It's just one of those things where it's like I did start as a technical person and then I went back into the design and I feel like in that period of time in which I only did design, I missed out on a bunch of stuff that happened. So I always I'm always panicking trying to keep up with all these trends coming up every couple months. So it's it's like nonstop. But that's also one of the reasons why I love it. So So have there been any challenges that you faced that you've overcome and learned something from? Oh, like every day. (laughs) uh, Life. Life. Yeah, basically life. When I get up in the morning. Uh, No, I mean, to me, uh, I feel like 
my learning curve and in general, my career curve has been so steep in the past couple of years from when I was back at home to now that I, I feel like emotionally and mentally, I haven't necessarily kept up with it. So it's like, yes, I'm in the situation and this has always been my dream, but I almost feel like I'm not worthy of it yet. And that brings all the problems all the time. I obviously, you know, as a professional, you try not to show that, but then in your head is always like panicking, especially when you start working in a studio that you really admire with people that you never even dream you'd meet. And you're like, am I supposed to be here? I don't know. But at the end of the day, when you do realize, like when you work hard and you actually go home and you're like, okay, this is the thing that I didn't know so well today. So you get on it. And the day after you go in and you know it and you're on the job and you're doing great. then at the end of the day, you start to feel a little bit better. But to me, the biggest challenge has always been keeping up with my own standards because I have really high criticizing standards for myself. And those are like the worst ones, to be honest, at least you know, when it comes to, it's not necessarily about confidence because I do have confidence once I'm on the job, but it's always that small panicky mode before you actually started. That that moment of self-doubt. Yeah. Have you ever kind of made it, you ever made any mistakes that kind of left you with that sort of melty feeling in your stomach? Like oh, where you're just like, oh, I, f- I have to real bad. Even if it's just like <laughs> closing a window. Oh my God. Just like, I know it's not like a shit not fun to share, but I don't know. I, let me think. I don't think, and and now I'm like going to bring it on me. Like next week is going to be hell at work after I say this, but up to now, I feel like I've been either lucky enough or I've been so panicky up front that big stuff hasn't necessarily happened yet. I don't know if I want to say that. Um, Obviously sometimes there are some days when, I'm not necessarily in the best mood. And when it comes to designing and when it comes to creative fields, that's always hard because maybe, you know, you have this deadline and you cannot find the right solution. You cannot find something that looks the way it should. And that is always very frustrating. And I feel like I'm falling short um, sometimes, but up to now, oh God, up to now it hasn't happened yet. And That's I don't want to, I don't want to sound yeah. like braggy or anything. I just consider myself lucky. <laughs> so <laughs> Mistakes happen every once in a while, oh, yeah. even if it's like I technical like difficulties. Turn off layers like, or like accidentally turn on layers that shouldn't be turned on. Um, and then you go through a huge long render and you know you're like, oh, I'll just go to lunch. No big deal. And then you come back and it's yeah, right. Yeah. And then all the like, time. Like, yeah. If you refer yeah. to stuff like that, that's like a daily thing when I'm I like mess up stuff. Like <laughs> but usually <laughs> it solves itself before the delivery. So I consider it a success anyway. <laughs> so that's always fine because, you know, mistakes will always happen. Like we're we're humans using machines, not the other way around. Yeah. So it's it's going to happen. Yeah. So far, but, I've never, I, I don't think I've ever, like, completely bombed on Exactly. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. I don't think I've ever, I've like, done, like, those bombed. moments where I, I feel like I'm about to. 
you're like, oh, how is this even going to work? I don't even know how I'm going to pull this out. But then somehow it happens. Yeah. And that's, I I don't know. I don't know if I've just been so lucky up to now that it's somehow stuff always end up working out. Or if I simply didn't realize that it still was screwed up and I just went out of the office like, la la la, it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, hopefully not. But I've been, I've been extremely lucky to be surrounded by people that are extremely talented and know their stuff so well that if I did mess up something every once in a while, it's always a team effort. Like, so yeah, yeah, I've been, I've been very fortunate. So what's next? What are your future plans? Like where is five years from now? So five years is a, is a length that I don't necessarily have an answer for yet. I know that uh, as of now, the plan is to stay in New York and to, you know, finally grow in a position in a studio and uh, just concentrate on the career, I guess. So for a few years, the plan is to stay in New York. Then who knows? Maybe I'll move again because apparently that's like my specialty now. <laughs> <laughs> I was just talking about this uh, with my coworkers today and it's like, this is the seventh time I moved in two years and a half. I might have to start slowing down. Jeez, yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. Oh, man. At least, you know, you're getting your spring cleaning done. Oh, yes. Yeah, <laughs> no kidding. Wow. Time. It's time. like multiple times a year. But yeah, this is... Uh, one of the reasons why we came here, uh, it's because we really wanted to find almost a destination. Uh, so actually find a place where we can stay and we can grow and we can find out how the business actually is in bigger studios as well. See the actual interaction in the big game and all of that. And it was very daunting at, at, at first. Like it, it was pretty terrifying to leave a, you know, a staff job and leave something that did make me happy and have, you know, I basically had everything, but sometimes you just need to risk it and try a little bit more. So that's what we're trying out. <laughs> so I don't know if yeah. this is, you don't have to answer if you don't want oh, yeah. to, but would you consider you and Josh like a creative couple or like, what is that like working with someone who's basically in the same industry as you so or close yeah oh definitely like I personally love it um obviously uh I can see how sometimes it can be a problem uh where you know maybe uh when you're in the same business in the same house and everything all together it can be challenging but me and Josh work in the same business but in uh fields that are different enough, like I'm way more in the creative side, he's way more in the technical side, that those two differences end up being complementary rather than necessarily something that's a problem uh, for people that don't know him, because I'm just talking again about him, like he's a neighbor, <laughs> uh, he does special <laughs> effects and visual effects and simulations and all that nerdy stuff, you know. <laughs> particles Partic- oh my god particles yeah. so I, I actually really really like it because it's nice to uh, come home to someone and be like oh my god today my day was crazy uh, there was this like bunch of roto that people had to do and then the client and then the request and then the agency and it's very nice to have 
someone that you don't have to explain that stuff to and someone that knows exactly what that means. Um, obviously, sometimes, you know, being a little bit of two different views on what we do, there is some, con- you know, some some discussions about that. But he helps me a bunch with my technical stuff. I helping with his designs and being able to do some personal projects outside of work. I think I hit the jackpot in that case. So, uh, yeah. So that, that is definitely something that I enjoy even just moving out here and both like aiming for the same industry. It's double power. So that's kind of great. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. 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 What do you think? I've, um, so a lot of people go through being a woman in this industry. Oh, yeah, there we go. And <laughs> it feels totally fine. Meanwhile, other people have totally different experiences. Yeah. How would you describe your experience? My experience personally has actually been extremely positive. Like I am aware of, you know, other fields of uh, or other people that had obviously, you know, a pretty tough time trying to reach a leader position as a woman. Uh, but as of personal experience, I have to admit that the field to me has been extremely, you know, I don't know, respectful. And at least in my, in my experience. And, uh, when I moved here, like gasket, the studio I used to work at, yeah. it was half and half gentleman scholars, half and half. No one ever gave me, any doubt about like I never had to think oh I'm different from him because I'm a woman so I'm gonna have a tougher time because the people I've ever you know I've worked with and the studios I worked with never made that not even a problem like they never even made it a topic uh as in I'm an art director period you know I'm not a man I'm not a woman I'm an art director if you like my work this is what you get if you like how I work, you get me. So that has been pretty straightforward. I always put that part of me up front as in, uh, growing up how my parents raised me. I always want to let my work speak for myself. So a lot of times putting the work up front, I feel helps a lot in justifying whatever you're doing, justifying your positions, not that you would need to, but, um, I had a great experience uh, so far. I do realize that there's not as many uh, women in the creative leads, but I also feel it's because it's a, it's a business that's kind of expanding right now. Like girls yeah. are getting way more interest as we go by, like in these past few years, yeah. it's already changed so much. It's exploding. It's exploding yeah. when right now. When we first started, it was different. Exactly. It's And now it's, it feels like it's almost like healing itself. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like when I, when I was in school, uh, there were way more guys than girls, but I never had the feeling that it was because they were pushing girls away. I always had more of the feeling that maybe not as pe- not as many girls are pursuing it. Not necessarily they're not interested in, but for some reason they're not pursuing it. And I did realize yeah. already by the end of my studying that it was already different. Like, um, I remember when I started up in my college, it was, we were like four girls and like 30 guys. And by the end of like of last year that graduated, it was like six girls and 12 guys. So 
it's it's coming up. I personally never had a problem with it. Actually, sometimes it's kind of nice, you know. I'm a lady, so <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a I'm a boss lady. That's that's how people make fun of me. But um, yeah, I I met great people, great studios, and I had a great experience. So even though I'm aware of certain situations, I cannot speak out of experience. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I've been loving That's it. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I think I always think it's good to hear like both sides, you know, like not to dwell too much on the negative, to be aware of the negative, yeah. but also to be aware of the positive and what, what is working and where it's working to acknowledge studios who are doing a better job mm-hmm. just naturally or yeah. whether they're actively just trying. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, the, the studio where I'm now is like, I don't even know if there's a difference and that's what I like. Like, I don't necessarily think, you know, you should hire me because I'm a woman. So you need diversity, but I really do like that. You don't even read the name on my portfolio. You just look at my work and that's how it should be in everything. That's what I believe. Yeah. So I, you know, I've been, I've been loving it. So I guess I've always been lucky. That's great. And I do appreciate you gals for putting this together too. Like I remember when oh, Swim no. came out, uh, what was it last <laughs> year or a couple of years or ago the, already? It was in 2000. Well, we started in 2015, April, April 2015, 2015 yeah. but we didn't launch our first so, episode until November of 2015. I remember I was still in Minneapolis and I saw this thing coming up and I was like, whoa, that's awesome. Like I can, there's a, portal there's a way where i can hear about this ladies these ladies that are doing what i'm trying to do what i want to do what i want to be and it was very nice to have it that accessible so thank you for that no thanks for joining us it's been really awesome it's an honor on the show it's an honor (laughs) and like to get to meet you finally i didn't get to meet you when you're a neighbor but i did hear about your interview so i was like oh it'd be cool to be able to talk to her on swim yay Yay. yeah i love doing swim because i feel like we found so many like our list uh one that we haven't been sharing out is like it's way over a hundred people and when we first started this i could only like name like four maybe five like people i was like this is embarrassing like i can't when i go through my list of heroes most of them are dudes yep and it's, it's changing though that's different yeah it's just a, it's just a matter of how many people get into the field you know there yeah. i think there are a lot of people entering the field that oh, are very lot. talented yeah. they're kind of coming out of the woodwork it's just yeah we're probably not going to be in business in a year or so or we'll just switch to diversity in general yeah mm-hmm. there you go we'll see i <laughs> know yeah um Let's see. Do you have any uh, advice for fellow creatives, whether they be rookies or veterans? Well, my biggest advice is to work as hard aside from your own job. It's something that um, I have always felt the need to do, even when I was in school, like I was working, but I always felt maybe it is because of my constant, you know, struggle of criticizing myself. But that is what got me where I am right now in just over a couple of years. Because if I try to remember what I used to do when I was still back in Italy, both technically and design wise, it's embarrassing. Like I took that side down after six months. It's, it's horrible. <laughs> um, but it's one of those things where it's like, 
yes, it's a creative field. Yes, a lot of it can be talent. You know, some people just have pure talent, but all the people that get to a certain level, it's because they work hard for it. It's because they go and meet other people. It's because they see the community. They try to learn from other people, most of all, like be humble. You can be as great as you want, but you can always learn something from someone else. So be humble, learn from other people and work hard once you get home. Like if you nice. if you don't know how to do something, you can always learn it. So learn it and then you'll know it. The great internet. Yeah. I love the internet. Yes. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> and that's also one of the things. It's like all this knowledge is available and most of it is free because there's still this feel of community where people want to share their knowledge and want to help other people it's right there take it like if it helps you make you better if it helps you get the job that you want don't be afraid to you know spend a couple nights up and just go for it that that is the biggest thing there's lots of little communities online like slack and stuff too that i found are are really useful like I use Slack get for like everything now. Anytime we create any kind of group, it's like, should we create a Slack for that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's great. Though. Oh, so much stuff. Yeah. We have like five for nice moves. Alone. Oh my God. Nice moves. That's an awesome, another awesome thing. Yeah. It's too bad that I only got to go to like two meetings before we moved out. Or if you ever come back. Yeah. If you ever pop in yeah. or something. Or you can come back as a speaker. Tell everybody, this is how to be awesome. (laughs) How to move seven times in two years by Christina Barna. She sounds like a really interesting Just don't even bother unpacking. (laughs) Okay, I was this close to not getting anything out of the boxes again, but oh my God. Yeah, it's, it's been, it's been interesting, but hey, that's, if, if you want to do something, just do it. There's no real reason to wait and to figure stuff out just go for it great advice um (laughs) well thanks again for joining us we're super happy to have you here it's really good to see you and uh best of luck at at gentleman scholar thank you so much (laughs) Bye. bye wraps up this episode of swim we want to thank christina barna for taking the time to chat with us you can find links for more information on our site at urswim.com we also want to give a shout out to all the strong women in motion out there along with all the swim fans supporters and all those pushing for balance and diversity in motion graphics see you next month next month see you next month see you next month see you next month that was awesome that was I don't know how good that was. Uh, It was probably really not that good, but you know.